You're listening to Nursing Review Radio. Health professionals will soon trial a new system that senses movements that might increase a person's risk of falling. The technology, called Ambient Intelligent Geriatric Management, or AmbiGem, then alerts health professionals of the risky behaviour. I'm joined by WA Lead Investigator Professor Keith Hill from Curtin University to discuss the technology behind the system and its potential applications. Thank you for joining me, Keith. Thank you. Uh, it would be great if you could walk me through how, how AmbiGem works uh, from the embedded tech through to the notification that health professionals receive. Okay, this has been a lot of uh, developmental work over the last five or six years to get to where we're at now. And the aim is to have a system that is more accurate and more responsive and and able to be individualised relative to what's commonly used now in terms of alarm systems, so that's your bed and chair alarm systems. Uh, The system will involve patients wearing a singlet underneath their normal clothing, if uh, hospital clothing or normal clothing, whatever they're wearing in the ward. And the singlet has a small sensor inserted over the sternum And that sensor device um, has information around, it's got accelerometers in it and it uh, monitors where the person is, what the movements are are occurring and also in relation to some receiving stations in the roof. So it can tell that you're moving in relation to those as well as moving in relation to gravity and so on. So when the person moves, and and there's a range of different movements that we have configured into the system that could be considered at risk for an older person uh, admitted to hospital. They're things like getting out of bed, getting out of a chair, walking, uh, leaving the room itself. Uh, So some patients might be allowed to, uh, from a supervision point of view, safe to walk in the room but not to walk outside of the room. So we can configure this system to alert when any of those things are happening individually for different patients. The other thing that we can do in terms of tailoring, and it's often an issue, is is if the patient's walking without their walking aid. If they're judged to be safe, if they use their walking frame, uh, walking in the room, and they start to move away from the walking frame, again, we can get the system to trigger an alarm uh, when that's occurring. Yeah, and so it can be personalised. Uh, what are some of the other tweaks you, you'll be able to make to suit individual patients? So broadly, the things that I've mentioned are the, the type of individualising. So if a person... Uh, there's, there's a checklist on the, on the application that the nurse uh, will fill in on admission and change as required for the patient with a number of those at-risk tasks of of walking, getting out of the bed, getting out of the chair, um, moving out of the room, moving without the walking aid. So each of those will be able to be ticked or crossed that the person can or can't do those without setting off the alarm. Um, And there's a few other tweaks around the system. uh, It will also alarm to a a mobile device, a phone, and uh, will be a vibrating device and minimise noise uh, compared to standard alarm systems. 
there's quite a few differences uh, to the current systems. We've also looked at the accuracy because one of the problems with the current systems is that they have a high false alarm rate and the, uh, that, that has been reported to cause a, a degree of nurse fatigue um, mm -hmm. that uh, it goes off again and it's been to the patient three times and it has that they're still in the bed. And so sometimes response isn't quite what you would like or because it's, it's had so many false alarms in the past. So this system, the preliminary work we've done has identified that it's substantially more accurate than the previous, than the existing systems. What are some of the uh, other measures that you'll be looking out for? How, how else will you kind of gauge AmbiGem's success? Well, the biggest uh, success indicator will be uh, falls and uh, falls injuries. So. Uh, we're running the project over wards at uh, some of the wards at both the Queen Elizabeth Hospital in Adelaide and at Sir Charles Gardner in Perth, and um, it'll be over a two-year period. Uh, we're using what's called a stepped wedge design, so we start off with all of the participating wards as controls. So they're just we're just collecting data now. Um, in January uh, of next year, one of the wards will will go live, and then six months later, a second one will go live, and six months later, a third one. So all of our wards will be live um, at that point. And so over the two years, we'll be monitoring um, when the, the wards are inactive or live with the new intervention, uh, what changes that occur with falls, falls injuries. We're also looking at the usability of the system. We've done some preliminary work that um, shows that older patients uh, are quite acceptable of the technology, um, but as th that's been in a small um, uh, study, but we will be looking at that, plus uh, some qualitative work looking at the nurses' understanding and, and satisfaction with the system. Because uh, clearly, it's not only nurses. Uh, one of the other advantages of this system is that allied health staff, as well as nurses, will be uh, will have the um, the mobile device that will alarm. So if there's a physiotherapist in an adjoining room and the alarm goes off, then the physio might be the first person to attend. Uh, so that increases the um, the reach of the the potential responders as well. And how applicable is is the technology to other settings? How easy would it be to translate Ambigem into a residential aged care setting or in the home? Well, the major cost, the actual technology of the sensor and the singlet is very cheap um, and uh, won't be a problem uh, if, the, if the study is successful. The, the main upfront infrastructure cost is the uh, sensors uh, in the roof. Uh, that uh, detect uh, what's what's occurring, the movements that are occurring, and so. Um, but uh, if it becomes something that's uh, viable to to apply to a, a quite a large number of um, hospitals and or residential care facilities, the cost will clearly come down. So we envisage, particularly with residential care, that the um, the, the system will be quite applicable. Um, it's particularly we feel relevant for a lot of those patients in hospitals or in residential care with cognitive impairment and clearly the population in both hospitals and um, and residential care, that's a fairly high proportion of our patients or residents. 
In terms of homes, um, I think that that's a, a little bit further down the road, a bit more refinement of the technology and the system to to do that. But there's no doubt that if we can provide a system that's able to give some knowledge for carers that they can move around the house, not be constantly worrying and having to keep a close eye on a, a uh, uh, you know the person that they're caring with with dementia that they that that will be I think quite a valuable addition as well but we will need to see some changes in the system to reach that point. Thank you for your time Keith. Okay thank you Darth.